All right, folks, we're joined by ESPN.com, Titans reporter, Cameron Wolfie on the Boss Man Show. Cameron, good to have you on the show again, man. What's, what's, what's up with you? Not much, man. Just uh, trying to survive this cold a little bit in Mobile. Oh, man. I so, hear, how you feeling? Hey, man, I'm doing good over down here in ATL, man. I, I look, seen it on TV. It looks like kind of chilly down in Mobile, man. So, as you're down there in Mobile, it's senior bowl. Uh, what, are you, what, what are you hearing uh, Titans-wise for is the buzz with the Mike Vrabel staff and uh, hearing about guys that they are trying to look, look at drafting down there? Yeah, man. They, uh, um, a lot of this, this senior bowl trip has been about um, Mike Vrabel trying to fill out his staff, like you mentioned. Um, he's, you know, did a few interviews out here. Um, a couple of them didn't go his way with uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State's uh, offensive coordinator, deciding to stay at, at, uh, in Columbus. And uh, former uh, Cardinals defensive coordinator James uh, Beecher uh, choosing the Giants job over them. But, you know, they're still in the process um, right now trying to find what, what they're going to, what the next candidates are going to be. They interviewed uh, Brian Callahan, um, the Detroit Lions quarterback coach on uh, on uh, today Wednesday um, for their offensive coordinator job. Uh, I haven't heard what their next step is from there, but there are a few candidates that they're they're looking at um, for various positions. I know that there will be some some interest from uh, Houston, Texas, and Ohio State uh, staff members, and I. I know that there's a good chance that two, at least two Texans uh, staff members will be joining um, the uh, Titans staff. So uh, they're they're starting to make the early uh, early leaps towards filling that out, and uh, you know I think we'll get more clarity by the end of the week. Now, Cameron, I want to thank you, Ben. Like, you know, we're lucky to be in Atlanta. A lot of uh, our listeners, my listeners, they so listeners. I want to ask you about uh, what the, the staff got them fired, pretty much. Uh, did that press conference on Sunday? He got fired. He just said everything was status quo. Was progression? Was, was was that what got him fired, or was he gone? No matter what he said in that press conference you know, that's all that's in Nashville. Yeah, I think it, it it definitely didn't help them. I think I think it really was uh, it seemed sort of defiant by me. For me, um, it seemed like a situation where he wasn't really happy with what the situation was at that time, um, and he was making his stance known later, and that probably was sort of the final blow in the cake, so to speak. So, um, I, I definitely think that played a role, and um, you know, only John Robinson knows how big of a role, but I do think that there was already tension um, that was building towards his inevitable uh, firing before that, and that, that just didn't uh, make it easier at all. So, Kane, when you were watching that uh, press conference, yeah. John Robinson's press conference after the firing of Malarkey, what were the um, your feelings being in that press conference, and press conference and afterwards? You know, How did his words strike you as it pertained to Malarkey? Yeah, I felt like after the during the presser, you sort of look at a situation where um, this guy's making a bold move. He's making a risk. Um, he's basically saying that, okay, um, our coach did not maximize what I gave him talent-wise, and the coach took him to the divisional playoff round. So he's basically saying he felt like his team, um, you know, is a championship-caliber team, um, and maybe they're coaching all season away. So that's, that's a bold statement that I, I kind of felt the vibe from the uh, 
the message, and I think it also gave me a vibe that, hey, John Robinson wants a little bit more control over what this team looks like, how it's coached, and the vision of it going forward. Um, he set a line and, um, and philosophy, and that was really one of his core messages um, in that firing press conference, and I think that made a lot more sense when he hired Mike Vrabel, a guy who's very much aligned with what he wants. So I think a lot of it was, okay, Mike Malarkey doesn't have the same vision for how to bring this team to a championship, um, so let me go bring in my guy who I think can uh, be more aligned with that vision. Folks, that Cameron Wolf here on the Boss Man, so ESPN.com, Tyson Report, Boss Reporter. Now, Cameron, you know, last time I was in Tennessee, that was November the 5th, against the Baltimore Ravens when they won that game against the Ravens. And it seemed like it was pretty cool at that point for the vibe on the team. Uh, since, since I left November, I seen how this was going crazy, of course. So at what point after that Ravens game, did you start hearing whispers that Mike Clark was in trouble? Was it after that? Going 8-4 and four, losing those games out on the West Coast, or was it before that? I think it was before that, but the West Coast trip was really when things started to heat up. You look at a um, a trip where they were eight and four, and really, if they won one of those last three three games before the finale, they would have had a chance to play for the AFC South title. But they lost all three of them. They lost a bad game against uh, the Arizona Cardinals with Blaine Gabbert starting at quarterback, and then they lost to uh, the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're looking at two teams that weren't really close to the playoff hunt, and they lost both of those games, and then they followed it up with a loss to the Rams. And they really kind of blew their their big chance to win their, their, their division um, and host a playoff game. So I think that really hurt uh, the Titans. But I think in the end, it was a lot of it was about Marcus Mariota and the fact that in the year three, he took his biggest step back. Um, he had 13 passing touchdowns, the fewest in his NFL career, and 15 interceptions, the most. Um, in his career. So you're looking at a situation where your franchise quarterback is supposed to take his big leap, um, and instead he took his biggest step back. And um, they believe that that's an indictment on the coaching staff, and that's a real real big reason why they made this move. So, Kim, I wanted to talk a little bit about the player response to the firing of Coach Malarkey, Um, specifically the, the, the difference between what you're hearing publicly um, by players and then what you might be hearing in off-the-record uh, statements being made to you, not in specific terms, but just the vibe you're getting from any off-the-record conversations you might be having. Yeah, I think uh, publicly, you know, you've seen the comments of players are sort of told us, and I think it was a mixture of feelings. I think that players really enjoyed playing for Mike Malarkey. He was a player's coach. Um, folks defended him um, adamantly. Um, during the season and late in the season that they felt like he should be their head coach and he's earned that. Um, In the same elf, there were a lot of players um, that felt like the offense underachieved and they felt like there should have been more flexibility, more creativity, more no huddle, um, more building around Marcus Mariota. So those were the two main feelings that I got. Um, I had players I've talked to since the firing and, you know, there was some confusion on why it happened uh, for some players and then from other players, um, they they kind of expected change. They just didn't know it was going to be in this big of a fashion. So I think it was, I think it's been a mixture of uh, a player sort of reacting to the what I said is a bold move and trying to figure out exactly what that's going to mean for the Titans going forward because this is a team that had its most playoff success since 2003 
and now they have to go forward with a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure to do even better than that under our first-year head coach. So I think guys are, are eager to play under ours uh, or, or hear from Mike Brable and see what his message is. Um, he's a guy who's played the NFL for 14 years, um, three Super Bowls, so he, he already will have some respect in that room when he walks in. But it's just about what his philosophy is, what his offensive staff looks like, and ultimately what type of um, message and, and statement are we sending with the 2018 Titans. And uh, I think that's what they'll find out in April when they show up. Yes, indeed, folks. We got Cameron Wolfwills on the boss man. So I got one question for Cameron. Even goes, we can have him back for one more segment after this question. I ask him, guys. Now, uh, Cameron. Now, contractually, uh, the Titans are paying Wizard Hunter and Malarkey. So, do you did you get any sense of how long to pay Malarkey assistance and the Wizard Hunt staff off, before, along with paying the, the staff of Mike Vrabel? Do you have a sense of how much money is going out for the coaches right now with the, with the Titans? Yeah, I don't have the exact number, but I do know that the yeah, that is a true statement. I know that all of Black Malarkey's assistants had had one year left on their deal, um, so they're paying all of those guys that they don't retain. Um, oh, as well with Malarkey and then Wisenhunt as well. I think he may have one more year um, on his deal as well. So you're paying at least two. You're going to pay three head coaches at a time. Mike Vrabel got a five year deal, so you're paying. You're guaranteed to pay him through at least the uh, 20, what is that, 2022 season. Um, so there's a lot of commitment on coaches' salary, and I think that speaks to sort of the, I guess, lack of stability there has been over the last few years. This is the fifth coach that we've seen in tight, for the Titans since 2010. Um, so there has to be some level of stability going forward. So I think that John Robinson intends for Mike Lurkey to be that guy going forward, but uh, he's going to win quickly. So um, that definitely puts pressure on him um, and the organization to make sure they got this one right. Folks, that's Karen Wolf again. One more segment, people. So how long? Hold tight, people. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
ESPN.com Titans reporter. Now, Cameron, I, I want to ask you about this. I haven't heard much about it since for, for a while, but is the NFL finally satisfied with the Titans' ownership structure? With Amy Adams Strunk being the controlling manager, controlling partner, are they okay with it or are they just not worrying about it? What are the Titans right now? I think it is sort of under control right now. Um, controlling owner Amy Adams Strunk is really taking control of the voice and the, um, the decision portion of the ownership group. Um, she's been, you know, uh, visible in the community. Um, she's been at legal functions and she's been the de facto owner, um, the voice of the team. And that's really what the NFL wanted. So there hasn't been any compliance issues over the last, last few years. And, uh, I think that'll be the standard going forward. There is a third, the third of the Titans that were, was up for sale, um, by our sister Susie, um, that still hasn't been sold from what I understand. Um, but that would not be a controlling piece of it. So whenever that buyer does come, it will be intriguing to see what their vision is and what type of uh, control they want out of the ownership. But as of now, I think they're they're okay um, with the plan they have going forward. And uh, Amy Adams Strunk has been more and more visible um, to the public and, and the decision-making the Titans have been making over the last uh, year or so. Now, Cameron, go back to Ravens press conference on Monday. Uh, well, I want to get your opinion about that. What was your impression of him initially seeing this guy, six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds, look like he still play up there talking about this team is gonna be leading? And uh, what things stood out to you? Uh, he stood out that you want to take from that for our listeners here in Atlanta who are Titans fans who want to know about what Mike Ravens all about. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is that um, he's not gonna have to sell many people on who he is and why he um why he knows what he's talking about he's a guy who's uh a football guy for lack of a better term um he, he he's he's been in the league 14 years won three super bowls um and he said one thing that struck me in the press conference and saying that he's been every single player that he's going to talk to in that room he said he's been the the the, uh, the player who had to start for four seasons he's been a disappointing rookie who hasn't developed as fast as the team that won him to be. He's been the aging veteran who's, uh, whose contract is about to get him cut. He's been a team captain. He's been all of these guys that represent different roles in the, uh, the Titans locker room. So he, he thinks he'll be able to relate to everybody in that way. And that should help him as far as getting a uh, easing into the locker room and really building his culture the way he wants it built. So came with the uh, new coach, uh, this is going to be Mariota's third head coach in four years, I believe. Um, yeah. So is there any concern there within the organization about, you know, having another coach for Mariota? That can be detrimental to a, a quarterback's career, a young quarterback's career. He's obviously taking a step back this year, as we discussed earlier. What's the level of uh, concern within the organization as far as you can tell with that situation? Yeah, I, I think that John Robinson said it's not an issue. I, that was a question we asked him before, and he talked about uh, Mariota's intelligence and his ability to adapt, and he felt like 
there that wasn't going to be as big of an issue. But we're going to see. I mean, you know, as a quarterback, you want stability. You want something you can believe in and trust. So um, he hasn't had consistency in scheme. He hasn't had consistency in coaches um, or quarterback coaches. So I think this will be a really important year for him as far as his development. And, you know, you start to take that young label off the quarterback. Um, he's heading into his fourth year, and now he's just a quarterback. He's just a young uh, – he's just a franchise quarterback for this team. And, you know, you got to start expecting him to perform like it. So – uh, I think this will be a big OC hire, a big quarterback coach hire, um, as they see what fits best for him. Um, I expect us to see more spread and more uh, more quick quick throws out of the Titans' offense to utilize uh, Mariota's skill set better. Um, and then it'll be up to him to see if he can, one, stay healthy, and two, perform in the way that he's shown potential to do. Okay. Cameron, I also wanted to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball real quick. Uh, talk about who the Titans might be targeting uh, as Vrabel comes in to be the defensive coordinator and build off the improvements that Dick LeBeau made to the defense during his time in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you look at a situation that I wrote about Dick LeBeau on, on, on Wednesday morning and basically the the hard decision Vrabel had to do to let him go and you look at a guy that was really well-respected in that locker room, 59 consecutive years as a player or a coach. It's just a, a remarkable um, stat. And, you know, Logan Ryan and Kevin Byer both uh, kind of gave their homage, paid homage and, and gave their praises to LeBeau and what they learned for him. So the next defensive coordinator will definitely have a, a big shoes to fill, fill as far as, you know, the teaching element of it. And as far as, you know, what they can bring to this defense, you know, this defense was sort of a middle of the pack bunch in 2017, but I think he got a lot out of their uh, young secondary and he got a lot of their, uh, them as a run defense too. So um, I think the new, the new head defensive coordinator and their interviewing coaches this week for that, we'll have a hundred percent control over the play calling. So that's a uh, intriguing um, piece of the puzzle here. And we'll also have a young, a young secondary to work with um, in combination with the front seven that's sort of aging. And uh, you got to figure out how to get the most out of that while you, um, while you turn towards the next cycle. So I think that will be uh, quite a challenge uh, to see uh, who, who handles that role and how they do it. Um, but I, I think the Titans uh, are confident that they can, uh, they can get even more out of this defense in 2018. Now, Cameron, do uh, you expect the Titans to use some of that cap money they have as free agents and make, make a big splash? What do you think they'll use the cap room to extend their own guys already on the roster they've been developing for years? Yeah, I think there will be some attention on that area. I mean, um, Taylor Lewan is one to watch. He had a uh, he had a uh, he has a fifth year option that they picked up, so they have him under contract for 2018, regardless. Um, but he's going to be a top tier left tackle that needs to be paid, regardless. So I wonder if they go ahead and make that move this off season. Um, you know, you look at a situation where you got an Avery Williamson that's a free agent, you've got a, a Josh Klein that's a free agent, a Quinn Spain that's a restrictor free agent, a, a Daquan Jones that's a free agent. Um, these are guys that are probably going to be on varying levels of importance as far as their free agency list. I think they'll bring back some, not all. And I do expect them to be players in free agency, uh, whether it's a guard, whether it's a, a pass rusher, whether it's more speed of offense or a backup quarterback, a uh, cornerback depth. Uh, I do I do think there'll be players in that area, maybe even the trade market. So I think John Robinson believes this team is close, and I think he's going to be aggressive 
and uh, getting them to an area where they can compete um, late in January. So, Cam, I'm just curious to know um, a little bit about the reaction and the feedback you've been getting from fans through social media, uh, questions, and, and just general reactions and what you feel uh, the, the fan base of the Titans feels about the move, how it was made, the future of the team, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think um, there was a mixed reaction, I, I, I think, um, at least at least for in my opinion, because I think a lot of people weren't happy with what they were getting out of Mike Malarkey um, and the offensive staff. So I think there was pretty uh, a very consensus feeling in the fan base that they were um, happy that this move happened. Um, I know a lot of people sort of got around to the thought that, hey, we can keep Mike Malarkey if he changes his offensive staff. But I think just as many or more of them were thinking, hey, let's go ahead and get a new head coach in. But the Mike Brable hire, I think that was the mixed results portion. I think some people were excited about the former player element, the Patriot element. Um, and then other people were had questions about his, uh, his, his status as a first-time head coach and, uh, you know, the fact that he's only had four years NFL coaching experience and the fact that he's a defensive-minded coach where the offense was the problem. So I think there are just as many questions um, going forward with the new head coach than I think there would have been with Mike Malarkey. But there's the unknown, and the unknown is what's, uh, what gives fan bases hope. Um, and it gives what gives teams hope that they can uh, they can be one of these teams that are playing um, late in late in January, early into February, like Philly and New England is. So Cam Jr. is always telling me about his buddies, right? <clears throat> Harry Douglas, Eric Weems. He's friends with both these guys, and he's always trying to pick my brain. Like, what do you think they're coming back? What's the status? I'm like, I don't know, man. We got to talk to somebody who's got the inside scoop. What do you think about Douglas and Weems? Any chance they come back? Uh, I think it's too early to tell, but, I, you know, you look at both of those guys, and both of them are really Mike Malarkey guys, and particularly Harry Douglas is a Mike Malarkey guy. So you look at a new coaching staff, and, you know, guys want their own guys. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Harry sort of move on, um, whether it's to another team or into coaching. I think he'll eventually be a coach. Um, very quickly into this league. I, I know that that's something he has interest in, and I think he'd be good at it um, once he's ready to hang it up. And then as far as Eric Weems, I mean, he's still c- contributing as a special teams player. Um, so your question just becomes, are, is he is he good enough to make your 53-man roster? Is he one of your better, you know, four or five special teams players? Um, and they won't be able to know that until they start to add free agents, um, draft players, and do that. So, um, maybe they keep him on the roster until um, training camp and see if he makes the team. Uh, but I'd make a guess now. I'd guess probably neither of those guys um, are on the roster in September. See, Cam, that hurts. Uh, see, see, John do what he was doing. That hurts you hearing that. But, you know, I'll still support the Tigers. Even though my friends are gone. All of my friends are gone. <laughs> Jerry Robinson, Mike, and, you know, Harry and Eric. But it's all good. Well, Boss, we still got that one on or that two on two matchup with uh, the with the Douglas brothers. So maybe yeah. we can get Cam in on that. Maybe he can come uh, down. Uh, and- oh yeah, Cam. Uh, we've challenged uh, Tony Douglas, and Harry Douglas to a two on two game, Cam, because Harry Douglas, I was shooting threes at Christmas events in Seattle and He was hating on me. Stacey Adams, okay. So. <laughs> so that's a little bit inside joke right there. That's what John's talking about, man. Yeah, we got a two-on-two match with Harry and his brother Tony. We got to beat him down, John, for sure. 
Yeah, listen, you, you, as long as you're playing in your dress shoes, we're good to go, bro. Stacey Adams all day, Cam. <laughs> the best shoes ever, Stacey Adams, brother. <laughs> the the right. slip-offs. Right, right. <laughs> hey, yeah. Cam, hey. Thank you all for your insight on the Titans, man. We got to catch you again around the draft time, see what the Titans got thinking about this draft coming up here, brother. Hey, great job as always, man. You you are the man in Tennessee. Follow him, my man, Cameron Wolf, people. Hi. Thank you again, brother. Right. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. Show.com. That's holla. Australiashow.com. Emails are coming in. And John, uh, are you ready for this week's batch of emails? Are, are, are you still thinking about last week's emails, my man? <laughs> Thankfully, uh, last week's emails have been wiped clear from my mind, JR, so I don't have any lingering effects. Um, but I am ready to get into some more wacky hijinks with the emails this week. So fire when ready, my friend. All right, folks, as you say, email us at bossrentshow.com. That's H O L L A at bossrentshow.com. First email is uh, from J.R. Rico in Grand Valley, whatever that is. Uh, Jimmy Rare, K 
get that Jimmy Rare. And Yo Simmons Yosemite Becksmith. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that, right? <laughs> exactly. I am lost on the turnpike. Can you locate me? I need a cake and Doritos for my money. Can you drop me? Downsize the mathematical side. Holler at the mice. Hell no, not Chucky. That's again from JR. Rico in the Grand Valley. Wherever the hell that is. <laughs> I, my man called me Yosemite Becksmith, bro. It's like, what? In the actual... Oh, my lord. Okay, he's lost on the turnpike, JR. Can can we locate him? No, we can't locate you. No. This is not GPS show. GPS man show. It's boss man show. We cannot locate you. And then he's asking, like, he needs a cake and Doritos for his money, JR. And then says, can you drop me? Like, what are we supposed to... Roll a drone, a drone out to you, and like hook you up on the turnpike in your un- unknown location. No, right. we can't do that. <laughs> do you want a leg drop? Maybe a stone cold stunner? Maybe a rock bottom? Maybe to drop you or punch to the face? I don't know, bro. And then this last one, he says, downsize the mathematical side. Holla at the mice. Hell no, not Chucky. Now, I, the only thing I can think of was with the hell no, not Chucky line is that he was talking about the conversation we were having with Ira about uh, John Gruden, correct? Or Chuck E. Cheese, maybe. Could be (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese, too, but I don't know, bro. That place always freaked me out when I was a kid, man. I don't know. Like, I I don't know why, but I always it just just freaked me out when I was a kid. Like, I would go there for a birthday party or something, and it just it wasn't it was I was I always felt weird when I was at Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah, and I was banned from going to those balls, but by my mom and dad. <laughs> I couldn't go in them balls. Oh no. Dude. Did they ever clean those balls up? Did they ever spray them down or spray those little whatever those things are the kids crawl through? Are they did they ever clean that crap? According to the health department, yeah, if, if that's who's asking, they did, but <laughs> real talk, no. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, I was never allowed to go inside those things. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese for me was skee-ball, the whack-a-mole thing, not that, that dumb little thing that pops about the circle, knock him down, yep. basketball, and I guess one of them riding games. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just... <clears throat> I don't know. That, uh, that place always freaked me out. So, I don't know. I don't Show know. Showbiz Pizza back when I was a kid. Yeah, right? Now it's Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I know getting those tickets, getting those weird prizes. You know, so yeah. Now, quick story, John. Now, my father didn't care what I did. He would allow me to walk up the ski ball machine and, and dunk the balls. And the people were like, he's cheating! Get him down! My dad was oh, like, who gives a darn? Right. <laughs> He's freaking four. <laughs> Let him Dude, crawl up there. He need fifty thousand tickets to get a Chuck E. Cheese toothbrush. Like, what is he ripping off here? Like, it's <laughs> exactly. Well, he's walking out of here with a grand. I mean, come exactly. on. Oh, uh, that's rough. All right. Well, that one was from Jr. Rico in Grand Valley. Jr. Moving on to email number two. Good luck, my friend. You are about to hear from Raymond at 
Tech Hut, which I'm assuming is a uh, budget version of Radio Shack. Uh, so here we go. Email number two. Dear Mean. Uh, that would be deer as in uh, I have antlers. I'm a deer. <laughs> dear Mean. I've not been able to understand the tax form. The form is contusing. Jesus. Then I need the O2s. Do you have the time and the socks capacity to assist me and the Wrangler with the Texas? Texas toast on the bob. Money, car, and clothes all a brother knows. Money X to money Y. Golf clubs, you dig? Again, JR, that's from Raymond at Tech Hut. <laughs> And I cannot wait to hear you try to break this one down, my friend. Raymond, my <laughs> me, my man. Are you with some like, uh, you know, like the Hawtree version of Radio Shack and John? See, like, what, what in the world is that? Not answering your tax form. Well, you need to go to a tax uh, service for that, my man. Uh, the form is quote contusion. So do you have like a leg contusion or a brain contusion or <laughs> 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 a, a lower body contusion? My man, a contusing. Like, I know paper was quote contusing. They can call it a, a paper cut. I do know that, but they call it a contusion. Don't know about that. Then I need need the O2. Need some oxygen, my man. What do you, do you mean W2? O2 to me it means oxygen. <laughs> that that was great because it didn't even like <laughs> O2s. At first, I thought he was talking about shoes, like there was a new shoe out there called the O2 or something. Uh, you need, like, man, okay. Do you have the time? No. And the socks capacity? My man, where's the socks capacity? I don't get this. Is that like the store too many socks on board? They overstocked in socks, maybe? I don't get that. To assist me with, and the Wrangler. Who's the Wrangler? Is that like, is that like Walker, Texas Ranger or something? I miss <laughs> Like, come on, man. Uh, with the Texas, do you mean Texas, my man? Or do you mean Texas State, for real? Texas toast on the bob? I, I don't even know what that even means. Do you mean, like, a grill, like like your Australian the Barbie? Like, you're Australian or something? I don't know. Money, car, and clothes. I'm trying to rap now. Money, cars, and clothes. All your brother knows. You're trying to rap like Biggie Smalls now? My man, is that a Biggie line you threw in this email? Like, are you kidding me? Money to the X, money to the Y. Are you where he's rapping, John? <laughs> Golf clubs, you dig? Man, get your mind right. What's your deal, man? That's all over the place. Raymond at the Tech Hut. Also next to Pizza Hut. Get out of the, here, man. The best part, I think, is at the end, he just throws in there. Golf clubs, you dig? What? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, like what? <laughs> all that to get to that, that makes no sense at all, Raymond. None. <laughs> I can't even, I mean, usually we, we can help people out with their taxes to some degree, but if all you need is some W-2s, Raymond, you better hop on IRS.gov and just figure it out, bro. Like, I mean, they're there. They're there. You can go up to the library and get some for free. Post office, give them to you for free. I mean, hell, like JR said, you go into Jackson Hewitt, they'll hook you up, bro. They'll do it for you. They'll take some money off the top, but they'll do it for you. They'll get you all the Texas toast you want, bro. Exactly. Well, John, last email comes from Mike, brother. Uh, this the names, though. Carpet Raphael and Stefan Det- Detainer. 
Okay. <laughs> Let me get this email about it. It's going to kick it off, kick off my radio here. Uh, I was doing some adult things on my bunk bed. Interesting. And the bed broke. We fell through. Now she won't talk to me anymore. What I do? We were both getting down. Also, what can I get a new bed at? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wasn't expecting that part at the end. Where, also, uh, where can I get a new bed? <laughs> okay, so first of all, this is the best because he's got bunk beds, Jr. He had to he had to tell us that he's an adult. Like I was doing some adult things, okay? Even though I got a child's bed. <laughs> exactly. And we fell through. Like, dude, we just on uh, top bunk, my man. We just on top bunk, maybe. The last time I was ever in a bunk bed, messing around doing some adult things, was in college. You know the dorm room bunk beds, right? Oh like, yes, dude. And, and that is, oh brother, I don't know. And then <laughs> we fell through. <laughs> I'm wondering was he on top or bottom? That's what I'm wondering. Top bunk or bottom bunk? That's what I'm wondering. I, dude, I'm saying it had to be top, bro. Had to be top. He was going top. Like, I don't know. I just. <laughs> oh, that's great. We fell through. Now she won't talk to me anymore. Well, dude, I mean, first of all, you got to get your bed game right, okay? If you're going to be doing any kind of adult activity in your bedroom, hey, you got to come correct, man. You have to have your, your, your area set up now. He doesn't say if he was at her house or his house, whatever, but in all fairness to Mike, could have been at, at her house, but he is asking us where to get a new bed at, so I'm assuming it's at his we place. We said on my bunk bed. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, he did say that, my bumper. So, <clears throat> that being said, we need to get his room squared away. You, what you got to do is you got to get minimum queen size, Mike, minimum. No twin, no full, minimum queen size, okay? Queen, king, California king. Hell, you might even be able to put two kings together if you got a big enough room and just get yourself a huge, giant, you know, area set up. But secondarily, that's not enough. You got to make it look nice. It's got to be comfortable. In your room, you've got to have some nice lighting, soft lights. You've got to have uh, some nice scents going on in your room. You can't have dirty laundry all over the place. You can't have a hamper that's got dirty laundry coming out of the top of it. If your lady's coming over, pick up a little bit, put it in the closet, light a candle. Women don't want to be in your funky room with gym socks and nasty gym shorts and your skid-marked underwear from three weeks ago. They don't want that. They don't want that. That does not put women in the mood. Okay? They want to have like a little nice soft music in the background, soft lighting, little candles, nice scent, clean area, correct? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, once you get that bed squared away, you can go anywhere you want, man. You go to Mattress Firm. You can go to Sands. Everywhere sells mattresses, bro. Everywhere. In the entire world. You can get a, ma you can get a mattress at a... Uh, you know, or a bed set at a, at a gas station if you want to. I'm sure there's gas stations out there that sell, sell them at this point. So, you know, it ain't, it ain't hard to find a bed, but you got to make sure it's queen or better, bro. Queen or better, then step up your game. No bunk beds, bro. No bunk beds, Mike. We already went down that path. Set yourself up with a little ambiance in your bedroom. Make it nice, and your lady will come back to you. Okay? She won't talk to you anymore. Just let her know, hey... I'm setting up a special place for you and me in my bedroom. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. She will talk to you and make it about her, dude. Make it that you're doing it for her. Make it all about her and where she's at. She will come back to you and talk to you. And, in, you know, 
a few months, you guys will be looking back on the bunk bed incident and laughing together. Hey, folks, you heard it. SS John's response to Mike there, folks. Hey, it's been emails on the Boss Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. hip-hop fans i got a great album for you the debut album from family grinding nc true speech and 313 fresh we're gonna do two discs 33 songs of pure genuine hip-hop albums available on itunes amazon google play illstreetrex.com and streaming live right now on rhapsody beats music spotify xbox music slacker radio and soundcloud check them out today true speech and 313 fresh family grind ent believe in it get it BostonRadioShow.com is going crazy. Uh, we have some more emails for our fans today. And I'll tell you what, man, this, this batch right here is going to be kind of interesting. I, I think we're already done. Well, the, the uh, holla at BossmanRadioShow.com email inbox never lets us down, JR. So <laughs> I'm sure that these are going to be some winners. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and this first one got our name right in theory, but not in spelling. Uh, J-R J-Y-R and John J-A-H-N How do you like those spells of our names? <laughs> that quite literally is the closest any of our emailers that we've had on the program have ever gotten to just getting our names correctly. Like we can actually say those and they sound like our names but they're, they're not spelled correctly but we don't expect them to be spelled correctly. That That is beside the point. Uh, so frankly we should send this cat back some kind of gift or something because he actually has come the closest to properly saying or identifying us yeah he has and his email is very interesting 
Ah, uh, here we go. I bought a new chair from Office Depot. Okay, normal. And it don't come seared, seated already. Okay. I read the papers. I ain't got it. Do you all know about chairs? I'm a radio's main job, but I need chair work. Safe RC teach you write a battle signed by Alex. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's ever emailed us for help on putting a chair together. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when you order some piece of furniture off the internet, it, it comes to you and the instructions might not be there. Or it's missing some fasteners or whatever. You can have some issues with it, right? Like, which way does this part go? I've put stuff together before, like backwards, you know, like this piece went on upside down. You know, stuff like goofy stuff like that. It, it ain't as easy as it sounds is what I'm getting at, Alex. Now, I, as far as I know, if it's an office chair, really there shouldn't be too much to it. Like you got that, you know, the the spinny base part, right, Jr. With the like the five wheels on the bottom, you know. Yep. So you take that, you put that on the ground. Then they're gonna give you that that post that the seat sits on. So that thing's gonna go on top of the the five wheel swirly thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you set the seat, like the the chair part on top of the, the bracket there and you screw some screws in underneath so that's sitting there and you make, make sure it's nice and tight so when you sit on it's not rocking back and forth and then you have to put the back on so you put the back part on there in between the arms screw those in so that's nice and tight and then that's it man you're good to go so it, it shouldn't be too difficult once you get that base part in then you're good to go right you would think cause all I'll use is insert screw insert screw on the handles on the side of one of them type of chairs and screw those in or put the little the punches in the little black little punch things or whatever color it is it shouldn't be happening but my Alex if all else fails go to office people and ask them maybe to show you the ch- this one chair that you made you buy the chair in the first place and show you how to do maybe if you're a visual learner go back to office depot and let them show you my man or as a last resort just ship it back and sit on the floor right pretty much <laughs> it's always that option or buy a folding chair something on depot something no assembly required man go go get something with no assembly required buy see if, see if they'll sell you the floor model exactly put it in your pickup truck you're totally all your Tacoma probably <laughs> oh man I'm gonna tell you though we got the uh, second email coming in the segment JR and it's coming at you from Vincent B at Applebee's okay oh, wow my man is hitting us up from Applebee's um JR, remember when JC told us that Applebee's was the <laughs> side piece capital of the world? He sure did. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was great. So Vincent B. at Applebee's, he writes, Victor and Transquil. Transquil? <laughs> God. How the hell am I Transquil? I don't know. You got a regular name. Tells you Victor. He says, I'm looking forward to my tracks redone. And I wasn't gonna, but I want to know. Okay, tax refund, right? Yeah. Can you tell me the big iPhone recitacals and Northern Night information? What? Well, that, that means pictures. Don't tell me what you got on it. Thanks. And that again is from Vincent B at Applebee's. So he started off like we could do it, Jr. But I think you might have a little trouble with this one. So let me see what you got, bro. Oh man. A tax refund. I wasn't, and I wasn't gonna, but I want to know. 
mean, what do you mean? You wasn't gonna do what? We wanna know. What is it? I mean, you left something out, my man. Yeah, y'all said incomplete thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> reading between the lines on that one. Uh, can you tell me the big iPhone reticles or whatever in the northern night? My man, I don't know what a reticle is or a northern night. If what is it? The North Star? I, I mean, what do you mean the northern night? I, my man. I don't know what a northern and southern night is. I don't get that. I don't know. I can't decode that. I just can't. But you don't tell me, my man. But you what don't tell me? What you got? Man, I ain't got nothing with Vincent. But, man, enjoy your triple two out bees. Your bottom is riblets. Your bottom is fries and tenders. Because you with the sacks capital of the world. Per our man, J.C. Smith. <laughs> All I know is that Vincent B. is going to take some of that tax refund. And he's going to be spending it on some side pieces. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he's at Applebee's, right? So, yes. that, that's where it's going down. I don't know. Like, this one threw me for a loop. Like, he started off okay talking about his tax refund. We get a lot of tax refund questions, by the way, people. Email. The email inbox is inundated this time of year with what should I do with my tax refund. And I got to tell you, man, there are some questions that people ask. Like, if it's okay to do X, Y, and Z with my tax refund, like, can I – should I take my side piece to Barbados with my tax refund? You know, not tell my wife. Like what? Like I, exactly. Like, like like negative. No, no, don't, don't do it. You'll take a major L, my man. Don't do it, please. So while we're having trouble deciphering Vincent B's email, we can say to you, Jr., that you know the listeners that the, we do get quite a few tax refund questions and, and different propositions on what people should be doing with their tax refund, which is always a good time, right? Yes. So yeah, this time of year, like this time of year, about mid-April. A lot of tax questions. Or we'll get tax services trying to promote that business via email, which is hilarious. If you're in front of business on the show, you can send, send us some money for advertising. Yeah. I mean, like, people trying to get on that free, that free advertising tip, bro. Yeah. So, in, in the over of the show, there was a uh, tax service that emailed about trying to sell sex for tax money. Like, literally silly email about that. Yeah. I was, like, asking how he could go about doing it, you know, wanting <laughs> us to help him set up an LLC, you know, all that stuff. Like, no, man. I'm like, my man, we're not a part of your schemes. <laughs> Keep us right. out of those schemes. So, yeah. That's like, what happens on this. That's what happens on your emails. Here we go. Number three. Gentlemen, I'm loving your show. Great interviews and insights. I'm just confused about the email people. What's wrong with them? Why read them? Just curious. Thanks, Derek in Miami. Derek seems like a known Florida man, John. Well, I'm going to say this, Derek. Um, your email was all properly spelled, uh, grammatically correct. You make a great point. What What is wrong with them? We have no idea, Derek. We literally have no idea what's wrong with them, and that's exactly why we read them, because we're, we're trying to look into the other side of life, so to speak, and figure out what's going on in some of the the uh, the different minds of the listeners that we have out there. So we appreciate you uh, enjoying the show, and we appreciate your complimentary words. And uh, that's the reason, I guess, is that we, we do the emails. Just, you know, it's fun to go through and see what people email. And instead of doing the, you know, the normal emails that you might hear on the show or that show, we like to do the, you know, the craziest ones we can find that are actually able to be on air um, because there are, you know, quite a few that... <laughs> We can't put on air at all, Derek. So. No way. No way, no how. <laughs> but it's fun to go through them, and as, you know, 
evidenced by today's uh, email segments. You know, you can get into some nice spin-off conversations, and it kind of sparks a little bit of uh, back and forth between Jr. and I, and other people that like to email in or you know uh, hit us up on social media. So that that's why we do it. It's a fun thing for us to do. Um, the, the listeners seem to like it, like yourself. But there's no you know no rhyme or reason to what's going on with these folks. I have to imagine that there's probably a lot of meth you know involved in some of these (laughs) meth and liquor I guess probably is what's wrong with them but I can't say for sure yeah my man like pretty much is this uh, a different spin on show once I can say in the beginning uh, sports and entertainment like we are a Wheat National syndicated weekend show so it's the weekend let's have a good time so my theory is Let's read the worst of the worst Whether it's the best of the best Because that's what I'm doing the weekend But on the weekend Let's do something different Let's have a little bit of fun Saturday mornings 8 to noon Let's have some fun So that's what That's kind of my mindset about it man Like you know Like you said Like John and I can play off With what they say And go in and give our takes On different stuff Because I like giving the takes On stuff So you can take some different stuff you can't do a regular sports segment So that's why brother well, like going back to one of the earlier, you know, emails that we had talking about the buying stuff off of TV, so on and so forth. Like, uh, I've just been thinking about it since we had had seen that email. Like that, have you seen that ad for the that My Pillow thing? I have, dude. I'm so I'm like hooked on that, but Janice won't get me one, dude. I keep telling her I want to get the My Pillow, right? Because it it just it they tell you that like it's the best pillow in the world, right? And I have no reason to doubt these people. Okay got no reason to so i want to get one but she won't get it for me man she will not let me get the my pillow she told me it's a scam she's like don't get it it's not any different than any other pillow so i'm conflicted like i want to just order that thing up you know but you get but you want to stay off the couch at the same time want to stay off the couch you know like do i that's the that's the you know juxtaposition jr uh, as it were like do i want to be in bed with my lady or do i want to be on the couch with my my pillow you know what i'm saying yeah i would choose bed with my lady over my pillow uh i i like the sham thing i like the sham wow or that that dent remover thing yeah dude the dent remover thing's pretty sweet um what else is out there right now there's some other stuff out there that's that's pretty dope. Oh, what about that Flex Seal stuff? You ever seen that the one? Flex Seal, yes. I'm Flex Seal. Get you a can today. Dude, my man chopped a boat in half. <laughs> then fixed we it with Flex Seal. Watch get back together with Flex Seal. And then he goes out in the water and it looked really. I mean, I believed you when you like just did it in the in the studio. Like I didn't need you to go out on the lake in a chopped in half boat repaired by a Flex Seal to prove it to me. Like I get it, bro. I get it. <laughs> And you, you know I love tennis, John. So tennis channel is filled with these dudes, man. <laughs> In between oh, yeah. the matches, I'm watching all this these different dudes come on there. The tennis channel advertising is all TV promotional products, literally on tennis channel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then like if you're watching, and it's all like you know obviously ad directed at what you're watching. But like if you're watching the you know the home network or whatever, like some home design stuff, you'll get all like the home improvement ones, you know. So it, it's they definitely throw it at you, man. It's all at this point in the game, the marketing and advertising world is like they have they've got us in their crosshairs, bro. They are dialed in on us. Yes, indeed. Well, this segment we got in three emails. My, we we improved by one. 
So in this email segment, John, what is your take on this batch of emails? Well, I like the the fact that we got uh, one in from Derek that we could actually read. That was good. Um, and then Alex, uh, he actually got our names correct in pronunciation, not spelling, which was a first for us. And then Victor, excuse me, Vincent B. in Applebee's called you Victor and me Transqueal. I don't even know. I don't even know how I feel about that. Like, I don't even know. Like, is he, is that a name or is he like throwing shade at me? Like, I don't, I don't even know, bro. Like, I don't know sure. what Transqueal even means, my man. I, I don't know what that means. I bet Vincent B. is a friend of, J, of J, 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 J. C. Smith. I bet you. <laughs> Dude. Uh, ever since he told me that about Applebee's, I can't get it out of my head. There's a one right up the street from the house, and I pass it like every day, right? So every time I see Applebee's, I'm like, side piece action. That's what I say to myself, side piece action. You know he snowed in, but he rolled the bus to Applebee's. Those are days, you know that, right? <laughs> Don't surprise me. <laughs> boss, I wanted some tenders, man, and some nachos. I was hungry, boss. The snow uh, got me stuck in the house. I don't drive the snow, bro. Hey, listen, you, you got to get where you're going, man. Hey, see, he's lucky. The buses where I'm at don't run when it snows. <laughs> I, I'm still stuck on top of the hill. Oh, uh, yeah, they ain't coming to you, my man. Yeah, I'm just stuck. He gets to go out and be that was a good time. So, folks, that was emails. It's over. Send some more to us. HollaBossMoneyShow.com. Remember, H-O-L-L-A. At BossMoneyShow.com. Send them to us. We will answer the best of the worst. Or if you're not Gary, we'll answer some normal ones as well. Folks, we're out. As emails this week, we out. This is a Mr. Mr. Magic Magic Super Super Blast Blast. I love you, Mr. Magic, and this is for you. It's your man JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.